Lisa just kicked the shit out of me. You know what that means? Honto, baby, he kicked the shit out of me. I ain't kidding, it ain't a figure of speech. I'm gonna have to check my underwear, cause I may have sharted. Probably sharted. Do you know what a shart is, Hashizume? You know what a shart is? And when you think it's a fart, it's a little bit more. Yeah, I sharted. Poopsie daisy. If you guys talk shit about my career or my wrestling, Please do so. I don't give a fuck. Atsushiya! Seiwa! Tetsu Dikijamak! Tetsu Dikijamak! Yanori Saga Yanori Kai! Futari Matomete! Senbai Gaisa! What you just saw was a very good wrestler getting beat by a great wrestler. More than great. Maybe the greatest. Definitely the greatest I've ever been in the ring with. Did you hear that? Loud and clear, Tanahashi is the greatest wrestler I've ever been in the mother effing ring. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially Gabriel Kidd, because I don't trust him and I want to keep my eyes on him. Oh. I think, And I think Mr. Andy feels the same way. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Andy Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy, and hello, Luke. I hope you're doing well. It's starting to get warm down there in Australia. It's yes. starting to get uh, cold up here in Ohio in the United States. But you know where the action's hot. It's in the G1 Climax. <sighs> Damn straight it is. That's what we're doing today, boys and girls. And Mr. Andy and I will be covering uh, four nights of the G1 Climax today. Fuck yeah. Uh, and that's it. Because <laughs> uh, uh, before I, you know, pimp out all that stuff and stuff, I just, I'll just tell this story. It's uh, last Saturday. Uh, I'm sitting down and Charity's doing some housework and stuff. She's listening to one of our episodes of the, the G1. And she's like, it was the one where we didn't have to cover anything except G1 shows. There was no American show or anything like that. She's like, you guys were so happy just to get to the good stuff. Maybe you shouldn't watch the freaking American show anymore because people listening will want to get to the good stuff too. And so I, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it at all. So I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was bad. If it was good or bad and you want to let us know, you can do that. You can send us an email at neveropenpod at gmail.com. Or you can tweet about us. Tweet tweet about us? Well, I guess you can tweet about us, but you could quit tweet to us too. Uh, I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Andy is at Drusifer Tweets. And uh, our podcast is on Twitter as well. It's at neveropenpod. So there's always you can contact us to tell us uh, that we're wrong for not watching or covering it. And I don't think you will. Well, or, or if you want to tell me that Goto's really good at wrestling, you can do that too, because a lot of people <laughs> love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Andy might have things to say about uh, Goto, but uh, when Goto pulls out a good match, he admits it. So Of course, of course. Everyone shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I didn't cover that show, so I, I won't be 
talking about it there. That's yeah. the extent of it. You know, we have tomorrow yes. night. There's a there's a match tomorrow night that has like Jay White in it and stuff, and it's like, I mean, if you're gonna tape shit, that's cool, but like, just completely shattering kayfabe to the point where it's like, you know, we he's in Japan, he's not there. I don't know. It just kind of is shitty. So. We've already yeah. talked about it too much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm 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 piling on here. That's all right. And there is one major news story. I'm not sure all the implications of what this means because I don't know much about the ins and outs of behind the scenes of New Japan Pro Wrestling. But uh, the news is uh, Harold May is on the way out as the uh, president CEO of New Japan Pro Wrestling. As of October 23rd this year, we've got a guy named, and forgive me if I butcher this, I'm usually good with Japanese names because I hear them every every week on uh, New Japan Broadcast. If I haven't heard them, then yeah, I'm probably going to butcher the shit out of them. But a guy named Mr. Takami Obari, who's the current New Japan Pro Wrestling of America CEO, will be taking over as president of new japan pro wrestling i have some stuff so, to drop here yeah. about this I, I heard some information i don't know if it's true right. or not but first of all his, on us. his name is harold meiji <laughs> so you butchered his name which is awesome because i get to yell at you for butchering a name luke because you never butcher them so unless it's alex <laughs> alex you fucked up you fucked up so i heard and i could be wrong you know but i I didn't hear this from necessarily a a bad source but i heard it from a fairly reputable source that harold was actually out already and that when covid hit he agreed to stay with the company to see uh them through so they could you know take their time and find a new replacement but supposedly he was out already because of the kind of botching of um, New Japan coming to America and being its own kind of thing in America. So um, because that they lost the Axis deal and there's a bunch of stuff that happened that didn't quite work out. So I think that's why. I don't know for sure, but that's what I heard. Okay. Uh, there you go. That's all the news that uh, we have, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, to, to be honest... I saw that, and then I haven't really been, you know, refreshing all the, every day to check out the news because uh, I've just been kind of like knee deep in the G1. Yeah, who cares? So uh, let's let's dive straight into it, shall wait, we? Wait, wait, wait. We got one yeah. thing. I'm sorry, oh. Luke. We got one thing before we get into it. This is important. Yeah. We have to catch up with our friend Kojima. You know, Kojima's uh, not in the G1. However, he's training every day. If you follow him on Twitter, you'll know this, but. He had a, a some some like a surgery this week it seems so we have uh, the return the triumphant return today of Kojima tweets and here is mm-hmm. the tweet. Hello. Yesterday I went to a dental treatment. It was painful and scary. I went there for the first time in seven years. I think I eat too much bread. Do not <laughs> do not worry. <laughs> that's it kojima rules he still rules yeah go to the dentist you know more than seven times once every seven years kojima jesus come on <laughs> you know you know what's funny uh listeners uh, i actually sent andy that tweet this morning this morning before we started recording and completely forgot about it like i always do and just kind of totally blew past uh the kojima segment look we figured 
we're not spending way too long on uh, shows that we don't want to cover. So we could sneak in a, a little Kojima tweet there. But all right, let's go to the fireworks factory because uh, this is from Sunday night. I don't have the date on me. I will put it. It's the 27th. So, yes, the 27th of September. It's J Block Night 3. It's in Kobe. And we start with Yoda Suji versus Gabriel Kidd. Uh, now, for at least three of these four Young Lions matches, I'm going to be a little brief. Andy might have a little bit more to say. But uh, I'll definitely have more to say on the fourth night when uh, <laughs> We're when uh, something <laughs> when something a little fucking different happens. Look, no offense to Yoda Suji, Gabriel Kidd, or Yuya Uramura. They're fantastic. They're working hard. It shows. But they're wrestling each other, the three of them, like every night. And it's almost always the same match. Is it good? Yes. Is there much more to say on it than we have previously? Probably not. I think I said a bit of this last episode. So that's how I feel about it. If Miss Andy is like, fuck you, Luke, I've got shit to say yeah, about this, Luke, uh, then go for it. So here we go. Yoda Suji versus Gabriel Kidd. Gabriel Kidd wins because he only has two points, uh, I guess, or no points, whatever. They're all getting their wins. They're trading wins as well. So it, it's been getting a little tiny predictable, like who's going to win these, and that's fine. What about you, Mr. Andy? Did you have anything to add to this match? Yeah, well, I particularly enjoyed the Young Lions matches over the past several days, um, and um, I have a couple things to say. One is I have some good stuff to say about Gabriel Kidd, and I have some bad stuff to say about him. So he is the focus, man. Well, I, I can't help it. We've kind of created this kind of meme between us where, you know, we'll be watching it, and you'll, you'll like, fucking message me, like, evil evil Gabriel Kidd eyes, you know, because he is always yeah. in the background of every shot just looming, looking evil. <laughs> so it, it looks even more evil. Because you only see his eyes, because he's got the when he's being when he's on young lion duty around the ring, right. he's got his mask on, so you only see these eyes, and they're fucking piercing eyes, blue eyes, and you're just like, what's he thinking, the shifty bastard? It makes you know, me laugh really hard. It's awesome. It, it, it has been going on for a while, especially uh, when they had the New Japan Six Man Tournament, or around that time. Gabriel Kidd was switching teams all the time, yeah, all this yeah. kind of stuff. Now he's pulling out white socks. <laughs> uh, now now he's giving us little shitty little uh, eye by, uh, looks and stuff. We're like, oh, I don't trust this guy. Yeah, and, and <laughs> he's the secret young line heel. <laughs> we may be reading into this, but that's okay. Oh, totally. This is part of the Never Open Podcast headcanon of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, you know, we're making shit up uh, sometimes, but, I mean, you watch it, it's there. Now, okay, so Gabriel Kidd, Suji's doing his shit. You know, he's awesome. But Gabriel Kidd tried to get up. Okay, so this is so cool. Um, how many times have you seen a guy get hit with a shoulder tackle and he just lays there on the mat? All right? It's most of the time. It's almost always, you know? Gabriel Kidd got hit by a shoulder tackle and then tried to get up. And as he was trying to get up, fucking Suji comes in with a big splash. And that was awesome. I love that. That's great psychology. I love it when a guy tries to reach for the ropes to get out of a hold. I love it, that kind of stuff. It's great. 
And um, and when Kid won this match, he won it with the double underhook suplex, which I think he's just stealing Yuyamura's shit because Yuyamura does the double overhook suplex. And I think that he's just being a heel. He's just being secret heel, Gabriel Kidd. Well, that's, that's us reading into it. What's really probably happened is, all right, everyone, it's suplex class. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how to do this suplex. Now you can, uh, all right, you guys seem to have a pretty well covered you can try it out uh on on shows now so that's that's probably could more be, like it could be but i i like our story better <laughs> <laughs> all right so we got our first uh j block match of the night it is tai chi versus ninja takahashi and i my first note for this is taiji tai chi why am i saying taiji tai chi won't even need to take his bloody pants off. <laughs> um, this is this is an all right match. Tai Chi, it, tai Chi tries his ass off to make uh, Pimpy look good. There's cheating galore, of course. Pimpy using his cane. Tai Chi using the, the ring bells hammer and shit. Tai Chi has a cord around uh, Pimpy's neck. <laughs> and then he makes a show. Oh, I really like this part. He really makes a show of letting go of the uh, cord. But he, but he doesn't let go with that hand. He lets go with the other hand and holds it up, and the ref looks up <laughs> and breaks the count, only to realize, hey, he's still choking him. So, just... <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. This ref, uh, it's not Marty Asami. No. This is the ref who does the first couple of matches. I can't remember his name. I am sorry, but he got super chumped out. And yes, okay, Tai Chi's pants did come off, though he didn't really need to because Tai Chi wins. Are you shocked? I'm not shocked. No. Uh, no one should be shocked because uh, he sucks. And uh, tai, Chi, tai Chi wins with a move called the Gato Clutch. And I mean, here you I, go. I have a different note here. I have that he wins with the fair play. That's what well, I have. Yeah, there's that. Uh, the fair play, everyone, <laughs> is what we call uh, punching someone in the nuts and rolling them up. But it does say on New Japan's website, in the results section, right. Gato Club. So, it's a type, yeah. it's a type of, <laughs> of roll-up. So that's what it was. But, um, yeah, I, I have a note here about the, the the cable spot you're talking about. That was really funny. It was like um, it was like when you take a ball and you throw it, but you hold on to it, and the dog just goes running, you know, because he thinks you threw the ball, but you still have the ball. It was like that. Yeah. Uh, we had a funny spot, too, where um, I'm not sure who was doing it to who, but I believe it was um, uh, you, uh, Yujiro was biting um, uh, Taiji. Taichi, now you got me doing it. And then um, yeah. <laughs> and then Taichi was eye-raking him at the same time. So they were both just screaming, you know, just grabbing each other in different spots, doing this cheat at the same time, and the ref was losing his mind. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> and I do like uh, – thank you for Chris Troughton for uh... – for uh, translating uh, a lot because uh, at some point Tai Chi starts yelling shit out and uh, it turns out what he says is this is your first time here in five years and you're performing like this right. uh, so there's Tai Chi with the fucking sick burn right there <laughs> dude is, I... is it, and then he added is this the same guy who teamed Naito right. <laughs> oh. I like this though I thought this was fun I know that you hate Yurjiro and everything to do with them, but I thought this was a lot of fun, and I'm telling you, you know, I'm not telling you, Luke, but I'm telling anyone who will listen, Taichi 
is a fucking awesome wrestler and man he, yes, he is, is he is like better now than he's ever been and he is yeah. he's becoming truly great and you can tell because he made Yujiro Takahashi look amazing in this match even though he lost I really liked it I thought it was awesome so yes Tai Chi now with a perfect score with six points and Pimpy with or Pimpy Pimp Juice Yujiro whatever the fuck you want to call him with a well-deserved big fat zero. Man, yeah, so, so angry. Arr, and <laughs> moving on, we got a match that kind of surprised me with how it turned out. Uh, in a good way, we got Jeff Cobb versus Minaro Suzuki. It's definitely not a bad match, but uh, if if you're looking for a showcase of what Jeff Cobb can do, this isn't it. Because <laughs> Suzuki Suzuki pretty much kicks his ass for most of the match. Almost all of it. Cobb gets in a tiny little bit of offense. Tour of the Islands gets counted into the gotch. And match over. It, it was not a long match. It was shorter than Taiji. Fuck me. Tai Chi. I've never done that before. I now I can't either. stop. <sighs> you just uh, want, Ishi, tai... you want Ishimori back. That's what it is. Yeah, I do. I do like Taiji Ishimori. Uh, so... That, uh, the first match was like 11 minutes between uh, Yujiro and Tai Chi. Uh, this match between Jeff Cobb and Minari Suzuki is like nine minutes. And it's nine minutes pretty much of nonstop Suzuki just crushing Jeff Cobb. Like, uh, uh, convincingly. Like, just kicking the shit out of him. And, yeah, he, he wins. I was okay with this because <laughs> I like seeing Minari Suzuki kick ass. I was kind of surprised by it because you look at the size of Jeff Cobb and you think there's going to be a bit more back and forth here, but nope. Gotch and Suzuki's now on four points and Jeff Cobb is still on two. Unlike the other episodes, boys and girls, yes, I've been writing down the scores now. So yeah. I, I figured, uh, I figured we, we're doing a podcast on the G1. I think <laughs> I figured like after last episode when we completely forgot it, I was like, oh, I better write these down. <laughs> After we got done recording, I was like, hey, we should probably start keeping track of the scores. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, so, well, we are. <laughs> I, I thought this match was really fun. Like, I, you, man, I don't know. I was really positive on wrestling this week. I'm going to have some bad stuff to say about some of these. But, man, I fucking love this match because it's fast-paced. And rarely do you get to see, like, a fast-paced Suzuki match. It's him just yeah. beating the shit out of the guy. There's It's non-stop. And, um, you know, I watched that again anytime. I love it. It's one I might go back to. Who knows? But I, I loved how Suzuki was clearly going to win throughout the whole match. That's something that we don't see enough of is, um, you know, just the guy clearly going over. I mean, we will see that in other matches, but, like, you know, in America, we don't see that at all. Because if no one goes over, then no one can get over, Luke. So, you know, it's important yes. for someone to actually be better. I mean, this is a fucking contest to see who's better. Well, if no one's better, if we if we leave the match wondering, I don't know who's better, then what the fuck was the point of it? So this is a great match for, you know, that particular um, type of thing. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it, it was good stuff. Uh, I, I was just caught off guard by the complete one-sidedness of it. Not in a bad way. I was just like, well, who did I want to win? Suzuki. So what am I complaining about? <laughs> I'm not. It was good. <laughs> uh, 
Next, uh, we've got a fucking awesome, yeah. awesome match here. It's so fucking good. We have Tomohiro Ishii versus Kota Ibushi. Fuck, this is an awesome matchup. This is never as fuck, by the way. Like, oh, big time. It just is. Uh, they, ugh, so good. Both men are kind of feeling each other out, and then they could just get right down to it. Ne- very never-style match. No surprise. Uh, awesome, awesome German suplexes. There's a fucking amazing slap fight. And there's this fucking one part where, oh, my God, Ibushi just this giant punch to Ishii's throat, and it just stops Ishii's tracks. It was fucking awesome. And then uh, then Ibushi goes for the Kamagoye, which Ishii counters in this fucking massive headbutt. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. So great. And eventually a couple of V-triggers by Mr. Ibushi and the Kamagoye. And... Uh, Ibushi, four points, and Ishii still at zero. At the end of the match, Ishii still wants a piece. <laughs> he just, he, you could say that Ishii doesn't like anyone, but he especially does not like Ibushi, it seems. That says he's one dude, he's just like, nah, I don't care if you're all, like that time where they were all hanging out, shaking hands after the match with uh, Chaos and Tanner and Ibushi, and then uh, Ishii just comes up and smacks Ibushi in the face. He's just like, fuck Ibushi, I don't like him. But, uh, they're magic together in the ring. This was no exception. Uh, I loved it. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is, I guess, whereas the first two matches, like, I knew Taichi was winning. The second match was a one-sided beatdown. This one is just 15 minutes of these two just killing each other. And as much as it pains me, uh, probably the right guy went over here as well. Yeah. I thought this match was like Japanese fighting spirit machismo on full display. Yes. It's, uh, you know, the story of the match is told through like no selling and I can do that better than you type of vibe. Um, I have come to a, a conclusion um, this week. Now, I've, I knew about this a long time ago, but it, I don't think it's, you know how like you, you notice something and then you like really notice it. And what I've noticed is that this was an Ishii match, and I don't mean that Ishii was in it. I mean, this was like one of his style of matches. And um, I've noticed that he is, basically, he does call and response wrestling. So he does a bunch of shit, and then the other guy does that same exact shit to him. And And they do it in these big, long sequences, like big mirror sequences. And I've noticed that more and more... And uh, this match had a ton of that, which was so great. Like you said, we get to see closed fist Ibushi for a second, uh, which is great. Um, And I wanted them both to win so bad that when the the finish came, I was like happy and sad at the same time. Uh, Another thing, too, that's cool is that Ibushi does the uh, bombaye which is the, you know, what people call the Kinshasa, the, you know, which it's... um, Shinsuke Nakamura's finisher. Uh, finisher, and if you ever want to hear an interesting story, I don't think we have time for it tonight, but maybe in the future, why it's called the Bumbaye uh, knee and what that means. It's a really cool story that is completely out of left field, and you'll never guess what it is, but it's really cool. Um, I just thought this match was fantastic. It really, you know, when you think about a Japanese strong style match, this is what I think about. Yeah. Uh, I think the first time I saw these two wrestle was at a G1 as well uh, against each other. And uh, I think the last time I remember them wrestling one-on-one was just throat chops to each other 
like not just Ishii doing them, they throw each other into the turnbuckle and uh, and just fucking throat chop each other. It was, these two are brutal. If like there's, I think there's two guys off the top of my head. You might be able to think of more, Mister Andy, but there's two guys off the top of my head that uh, bring out some crazy Ibushi. Uh, I think uh, one of those men is Tetsuya Naito for sure. Yes. And uh, and uh, the other guy is Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, I love seeing Ibushi wrestle both men, and this was no exception. Yeah. Uh, the next match is uh, Shingo Takagi versus that dude, and uh, it's look, uh, it's a good match. It's a great match, and it's an even better match because uh, our guy, Mr. Takagi. Uh, he writes the wrong of the best of Super Juniors for final from last year because uh, he beats, he finally gets that win over that dude. And yeah, I was super happy for Mr. Shingo. I came up with something to say about this. Um, it right. has nothing to do with that guy. And that is, this match is fucking fantastic. It's, it's so good. And, um, you know, of course it is. But Shingo has to hit a super Death Valley driver, Lariato, and made Japan to get the win. And we don't see enough super moves these days where guys like, oh, my finisher doesn't work. What if I do it off the top rope, you know? And yeah. I love that, like, that thing the where, you know, you, you have to keep up in the ante, up in the ante until you're doing shit off the top rope. We get a little bit of that in some other matches later on, but I want to see more super moves. Come on, do the super moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was, it, look, we, we can't sit here and go, it was average. We can't. We'd we, we just be lying to you guys. It's a great match. Uh, and we'd love to talk about it more, but we're not. So next match is the main event of J-Block Night 3. We have Kazuchika Okada versus Switchblade Jay White, who is accompanied, of course, by Gato. Now, uh, yeah, I like that uh, Jay does that. You know how Okada does that spot where he'll tie you up in the ropes and he'll fake you out? Like You think he's yes. going to chop the shit out of you and stuff instead he just pats your chest? Well, Switchblade does this to Okada, and then Okada, Okada's like, Fuck you, Jay White, and just goes on the attack. So this was this was a really decent back and forth match. But for me, the best thing about watching these two is all right. Okada's like a master at this, and I think Switchblade is also coming into his own in this as well. The two things, well, the one thing these two both do really well, and they do, both do a lot of things really well. Let's face it. Is counter wrestling. Uh, you know, they're going to sit. Oh, here's the Rainmaker counter. Here's the here's the Blade Runner counter. I'm going to suplex you now. It's counter. <clears throat> These two countering each other uh, and trying to get the upper hand is fucking so much fun to watch. Uh, Gator helps a couple times, but not really physically. More like uh, standing up on the thing and just being a distraction and all that kind of stuff. There is a blow, low blow, uh, but. I really like this ending here. Uh, Okada's got that Cobra Clutch money clip. I'm, I was positive on it at some point. You can go back and listen to it because it was something new for him to do uh, to add to his arsenal. 
but it seems like Okada hasn't just added this money clip uh, Cobra Clutch move to his arsenal. Sometimes it, it it's starting to feel like that's all that's all yeah. that he has in his arsenal these days, and I'm not not too fussed with about that. And uh, Jay White, he uh, he exploits that, uh, and it made me very happy because uh, he manages to uh, turn the money clip around into a suplex. Uh, and then Blade Runner, one, two, three. Okada's at two points, and Switchblade J White at six points. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it was the best match between these two men because Okada's holding back with the fucking Rainmakers and shit, but it's still a fucking good match. I liked it. Interesting thing about this match is there's no shine. You know, typically your three-act structure is the baby face gets shined up, it, you know, does all his shit, and then a bunch of heat on him, and then you go to the finish. This is no shine. This is the, like, two-act structure where basically it's just, you know, right into the heat, 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 and then the finish. And so what's interesting is that, you know, Jay was working over Okada's back in this match too mm. and his kidney kind of, you know, and so that's going to be important because Okada's selling that the next night, you know, which is great because um, he's fucking awesome at selling. We get a, a double DDT to Gato and Jay White on the ramp. Yeah. It's <laughs> a little bit of revenge from for Gato. Uh, but Jay just takes over, um, you know, because Okada's been damaged so bad. And Okada starts talking shit in the middle of the match, um, you know, trying to take down Jay with strikes. But it's just... Jay sells so well in this match. It's just fantastic. He's so good at it. He's so good at the timing. And like you said, uh, Okada tries that Cobra Clutch a few times, and, and he only locks it in after a Lariat, but it's not the Rainmaker. It's like a discus Lariat that he's been doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and Gato did his job in this and, and allowed some distractions to get that low blow. He helped him take over at the very beginning. So, I mean, these guys are a great team and Okada and Jay White have awesome chemistry. Um, Jay was there. Jay, you're not Jay. You're Luke. Luke was, um, was this the best night of the week? I mean, we had we have a bunch to cover. I thought this was one of the most solid nights that we've had. Period. It's I would go so far as to say it's probably the best uh, A block night, but uh, I'm uh, I'm a little bit more favorable on uh, on on me some B block action actually, mostly because I still think it's the most consistent block. Uh, I think this is probably the best night. A blocks had for there sure. You go. That's that's a better way to put it. You're right. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm still all up in the banger block, man. And uh, you're all up in it. All up in it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You just love Yoshihashi. That's what it is. He's he's your he's your new best friend, and uh, yeah. you 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 and all the world just won't stop loving Yoshihashi, and he's in B block. Yeah, this is true. And uh, let, let's get to B-Block, actually. Uh, it's, this is uh, night three of the B-Block, and we're at Corican Hall, which is pretty dang cool. Yes. Uh, we've got a uh, young line match, Yuya Uramura versus uh, Gabriel Kidd. And look, I really like some of the uh, transitional work by Yuya here, which is really cool. But uh, we got a Boston Crab and Yuya Uramura wins. Or, or, as always, 
solid start. Anthony, you want to add to that one, Mr. Yeah. Andy? Oh, lots. I got lots to say about all this shit. Um, so, sorry. That's why you're here, dude. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, uh, I have no problem saying, like, it's almost the same each time, but if Andy's got anything to add, go for it. So, go for it. So, this match had these tremendous headlock exchanges, like takeovers and arm drags yeah. and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's the headlock thing is going to come back later. So, um, Yuya works over... Um, gabriel's kid with the, or gabriel kid with the headlocks and then like he drop kicks him in the neck you know and then like slaps the boston crab on that's how he gets the win and it's so fun how every time they get the boston crab in there is a semblance of i'm gonna get it to the ropes i'm gonna get to the ropes and maybe they do but a lot of times the other young line that's that's slapping it on he'll just pull up stand up and go for that high angle and it's over every time as soon as it happens I love that. I love that finish. I've seen that finish like eight times in the last month, and I still love it. It's <laughs> great. All right, man. Here, here it is. Uh, it's Yoshihashi versus Sonata. And uh, I bought into this big time. I know. It's the whole Yoshihashi underdog story. Look, if you give someone just something to work with, even if it's just small, if because I'm – all right, yes, I, I talk shit about Mr. Ha Yoshihashi, of course, because it's easy, but I've, I've always kind of liked him. Low-hanging fruit. So yeah, I guess. Uh, I've always kind of liked him. Like, uh, I've, all, I've looked back at my tweets and stuff like that. I'll, I've always said things like, oh, I really like his chops, or, you know, I like this movie does or that movie does. But the thing is about a wrestler is a wrestler could have the most kick-ass moveset, but if they've been chumped out for 12 years, like, who gives a flying McFuck, right? But if you give him something, even if it's just the lowest rung title in New Japan, you give the viewers and the audience a small reason to care. And it's working because the crowd, crowd's kind of into Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi's, in my opinion, been doing great in the B block. Uh, I had a really fun time with this match. I lost hope, then regained hope so many times. And I thought like the skull end would be the end of it. And, but it's not like Yoshihashi fought out of it, hits karma. And here you have it. Yoshihashi, two points. Sonata, zero. Uh, I still, a lot of people on Twitter were like, oh my god, Sonata's on zero points. It's so fucking new. I'm like, dude, I feel your pain, but I'm a Switchblade fan, and I remember this time last year where he lost his first three matches, and I'm just like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> I'm like, I know I say in Gato I trust, but sometimes he tests you. <laughs> and uh, he tested me then. But uh, So I'm not too worried about Sonata. He's a great in-ring competitor. Like, he's not going to lose much by losing against Yoshihashi. I mean, for God's sakes, Hiroshi Tan Tanahashi lost a match blindfolded. Do you think he lost anything from that? <laughs> not really, because it's a Yano match. So, Yoshi continues to look good, and of course, the wrestlers continue to also make him look good as well. There's, uh, I think this is the match where there is... Sorry, that's my curtain brushing up against the wall. Open that up. Sorry about that. Wow. I've got the window open. It's a bit warm. Uh, 
But uh, there's not a butterfly lock to be seen in this match, I'm pretty sure. So he won without even using it, not even once. I think he might have gone for it, but he never really got it on because I think uh, transitioned to the small end or something like that. I'm going to shut the window because it gets me up. There we go. <laughs> All the sound effects you hear, by the way, uh, listeners, is uh, probably just uh, the shit going on at my house. It's, it's windy it's today as well. Actually, so. it's Foley work. I'm adding those sound effects in, in uh, post. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're we're very well planned here. I Look, I really like this match. I wouldn't have been disappointed if Sonata won because, look, I'm used to Yoshihashi losing. I'm just used to it. I'm prepared for it. But... I, I gained hope that he'd win. I lost hope. I gained it again. I bought in. I had a great time watching this. Uh, um, yeah. What do you think, Mr. Andy? I think this match is really good. I think that um, it seems the more that I doubt Yoshihashi, the stronger he gets, which is fine. So I'm going to keep doubting him, which you should like. And um, do you remember, Luke, it wasn't that long ago that uh, I think it was in a tag match. And Sonata slapped on the skull end, and Yoshihashi was tapping before it even was locked in. He was like, mm -hmm. this was a couple months ago uh, when we first started the show. And now he's surviving minutes of it and coming back to win. So he's powered up a lot since then, and it seems like uh, the more that we doubt Yoshi, the, or that I doubt him, the, the stronger that he gets. So... You know, I'm uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really like him. I don't really want to see him wrestle, and I'm certainly not gonna say some bullshit like I've always liked Yoshihashi. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I said I always kind of like you, like Yoshihashi but hipster. <laughs> but I, in my defense, Mr. Andy, and I think you've said this before, I'm pretty nice, and you I kind are, of want yes. everyone to succeed uh, <laughs> and to do well. Uh, and it's kind of rare for me to stand up and go fuck this dude i don't <laughs> like it uh and they've given you they've they've given you a little something to care and i think if his matches weren't up to snuff we'd be having a different conversation right now but okay. so far that's his third match in the b block and i've liked every single one of them well so yeah, yeah. Let, let me ask you a question. So you said that, you know, they gave him a little bit. They gave him this title. But have you noticed what else they gave him? Um, have you noticed that he has, like, this catchphrase that's going on? No? It says... What? No? What, get, like, never give up or something? Get back up. Yeah, he has this, like, yeah, towel get back up. and his, his, everything says get back up. So, like, he, he has embraced the underdog babyface thing, and that's, like, his thing now. So um, that means... That when like bad guys beat the shit out of him, I can enjoy that because I like watching him like get beat up, and you can enjoy it because maybe he'll come back and win. Yeah, know? that's right. <laughs> yep. It, it look it definitely brings an added dimension. It, it it's a lot more fun this way. I will look. It, this is more fun than oh, it's a Yoshihashi match is gonna lose. Yeah, that's true. You're right. He's he's you know I mean you've compared him to Yujiro a lot, and he's definitely doing better than Yujiro. So. All right, so that was a really solid opening G1 match. This match, the next match I'm going to discuss might... Oh, it's fucking awesome. That's that's what I'm going to say. I'll even put the never-as-fuck stamp of approval on it, too. This is Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kenta. Holy shit, I love this match. It's... Uh, 
and, and Zack Sabre Jr. promptly starts off the match by getting the shit kicked out of him. Oh, man. Actually, I would say Zack Sabre Jr. takes the kind of beating that you don't normally see him take. Uh, it, he's, he's, he's usually more of a, I'll take a couple moves, then the next time you go for a move, I'm going to twist you up into a pretzel and we'll transition to something else. Uh, no, he gets the, he, so much fucking punishment from Kenta, especially, there's some strikes, sure, but mostly with those legs. And I really, I know Zack Sabre Jr., some criticisms about him could be like, yeah, he's selling isn't always the best or whatever, but I really like his selling in this one. So many fucking bitch laps. And uh, Zack Sabre Jr., of course, he, just, he takes one look at a guy named, oh, no, a guy named, a guy like Kenta with his one arm bandaged, you know, with uh, that thing that goes all the way up and down one of his arms. So, of course, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to target it, and he does. Uh, but he took too many vicious strikes, way too many, to really mount up in an offense, uh, go to sleep, and the victory we got Kenta at four Zack Sabre Jr. at two uh, this was a banger Kenta kind of plays the waiting game in this match a little bit I mean he fucks uh, Zack Sabre Jr. up with these kicks and like at one point uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is like challenging him like yeah yeah go ahead and kick me and he fucking just about knocks him out with a kick which in the chest um, but Kenta is in control of this match as long as he stays out of the middle of the ring. Like, once they mm. get towards the middle of the ring, he can't get to the ropes, and Zack Sabre Jr. can kind of take control. Um, so he kind of hangs, uh, Kenta hangs around the ropes waiting for openings. And uh, the best pro wrestling, Luke, the best pro wrestling is when, you, you know, wrestlers mix a little bit of their stuff with their opponent's stuff to make something new. For example, Kenta puts uh, Zack Sabre Jr. up on his shoulders to do the go to sleep, and Zack Sabre Jr. turns it into some crazy hold that I've never seen. You know, like, it's like stuff like that is so good. This match, again, I've said it many times, Zack Sabre Jr. is the kind of wrestler that you go, that guy works in New Japan? And yes, he's perfect for New Japan. He's also yeah. kind of the, the default babyface in this match, too, because Kenta is just fucking him up. So, um... I, this was spectacular. Spectacular match. I fucking loved it. Yeah, it's it's fucking so good. Uh, and I see that match and I'm like, oh shit, that's the second G1 match of the night. Uh, the next three, oh my god, you guys have got some fucking work cut out for you now, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, Luke, uh, real quick, real quick. Are you starting to feel the g1 stride the g1 stride is starting to get hit where you know we're we're cruising along here and we're just saying oh this match is great that match is great but some of these are truly great and like the bad yeah. matches are still really good and we're right in the middle of the g1 this is where we want it to be how does it feel i'm fucking loving it dude like the hardest thing for me this week was because the first two episodes of the G1 that we did, we did um, night one, night two, record a show. Night three, night four, record a show. This time we're like uh, five, six, seven, and eight. And I'm just like, oh my God, I got to wait to talk about all this shit. <laughs> I was so fucking pumped, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year because uh, like if this was a normal New Japan show, ZSJ versus Kenta might be the fucking highlight. And for me, it's a highlight of tonight, but 
you know, sometimes you'll have nights where there's two or three matches just just this good as well. Uh, it's just crazy. Like when you, this match is absolutely fantastic, but none of no, I haven't seen a total stinker yet. Maybe a Uterine match or something, but you know, um, other, otherwise, yeah, nothing piss poor. This has been uh, oh fuck, it. I love the G1 man. I just love it, and I. Whilst this match for me isn't as anywhere near as good as Alex Sabre Jr. versus Kenta, I still really liked it. It was uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Juice Robinson. It's solid stuff, and uh, my wife was very happy at one point because uh, Juice goes to pick up uh, Tanahashi for the pulp friction by the back of his pants, and good eyeful of uh, Tanabut there. So, you know. People into Tanner, but there you go. There's a reason to watch this match. But uh, otherwise, uh, there's a there's a cool moment where Juice does this awesome superplex, and then he kind of rolls through with that, and then hits a jackhammer as well. I thought that was fucking awesome. In fact, Tanner, he gets he gets some offense in, of course, but this is mostly a kind of a showcase for what what Juice Robinson can do. Joe Juice. Uh, Tanner makes Juice look like a million dollars, sells his ass off, you know, bumps bumps like crazy. And the booking, oh, I just love the booking of this match because it's, it, you know, Tanner just rolls him up. One, two, three. Right. And Juice Robinson still looks like a fucking badass who just put Tanahashi through so many fucking moves and strikes and, and shit like that. But rather than... Uh, kick his ass, Tanahashi outwits him, quick roll up, one, two, three. So Tanahashi's on the board at two points, and Juice is at four. These guys are very similar wrestlers in their style, actually, which is pretty cool. And I just noticed this by watching that match. I was like, hey, these guys are very similar. Um, they kind of do a lot of the same stuff, or, you know, they, they have a same... Same rhythm to their their uh, mm. you know wrestling. Now, uh, at the top of the show, we did hear uh, from Juice twice. We heard from um, him talking about uh, pooping his pants in the Kenta match, which is fucking hilarious. And then he had even more gold for us, where he you know he said, "Listen, I got beat by the greatest wrestler that ever lived. What's the big deal? You know what I mean?" And and that's kind of what the story of this match was. So that was great. Um, Juice has the like not the best, but one of the best cannonballs in pro wrestling. It's I so, really like it's so too. insane. I love it. And I always hated that move until I saw him do it. Um, you know, of course we got Tanahashi relying on the dragon screw leg whip as usual. And um, you know, there's a, there's a part where juice is playing to the crowd and Tanahashi is down and juice is kind of like standing over him and he dribbles spit into Tanahashi's hair, which is one of the most disgusting acts that a human being can do. So, I mean, you cannot disrespect Tanahashi's hair. Um, there's, a, there's, no, you... a, there's a near fall where I jumped up in my seat because <laughs> I, was, I thought Juice was going to win. It was really good. I just, the booking's great. You, you nailed it. I mean, it's just... He just got outsmarted by the ace of the universe, and that's what happens when you face the ace of the universe. Now, I said that there are no matches that 
on, on this night of B block that kind of um, beats Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kenta in terms of like, you know, in ring and psychology and shit like that. But I still love the next match. I fucking love it. I think it's awesome. It's Toriano versus Evil. Evil, of course, has Dick Togo with him. Oh, my God. There's more low blows in this match than a Nakamura-AJ Styles match. In the, in the whole feud? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a lot of uh, punches to the life makers, everyone. Now, uh... <laughs> oh, fuck. This is all fun and games. And th these guys just trying to fuck each other over. These guys are more interested in like getting a quick win and shit than they are having an actual wrestling match. Of course. And it's all fun and games until Evil low blows Yano. Then Yano low blows Evil. Then and Evil, uh, sorry, then Togo low blows Yano. Then Yano low blows Togo. Then... Uh, then Yano low blows Evil and Yano, uh, Evil and Togo at the same time and <laughs> rolls Evil up. One, two, three. It's great. Yano's got a perfect score at six points. Well, and, and, <laughs> and Evil's got two points. <laughs> Red Shoes is the ref of this. So, I mean, he's no chump. But what happens is, is the Evil's, um, he, he's trying to distract the ref so that Dick Togo can come in. But you don't do that in a Yano match because then Yano can do whatever he wants. So he proved again that he is the king of pro wrestling and the king of hitting people in the life makers because as soon as the ref was out of the commission, I mean, Yano was running wild on, on every ball in the in the area, you know? So you don't want to... And, and there I did post a video of the finish of this on our Twitter because it's so funny. There's like six ball shots in 10 seconds. And then, you know, Yano's celebrating while selling his balls, which I always think is one of the funniest things ever. I saw a couple tweets on uh, and memes on uh, on Twitter, which was very Oprah style. Uh, I was like, and you get a low blow, and you get a low blow, and you get a low blow. Yes. It was you know, low blow city, but it was super fun. Uh, and I, I yeah. Yeah, Yano's undefeated in the G1 thus far. Evil, awesome stuff. Evil tried to he tried to wrestle Yano's match. Dumbass. That that's 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 Dumbass. Where you go wrong, dude. <laughs> and I was gonna mention this at the end, but I'll mention it now. I've just um I'm having a look at uh usually in a G one, someone like Sonata is the Iron Man, like his matches tend to be the longest and shit like that. Well not this year. Uh, this year, just going by the length of matches, uh, there's one man who's having matches that are all over 20 minutes, and over only one of them is under 25 minutes, and it's this one. Uh, look, I know I've, I've said I'm not always a fan of uh, some of Naito's antics, but I love watching him wrestle. And if you love watching him wrestle, this G1's for you, because he's putting out... Uh, 20 plus minutes of bangers every night. This is a fucking champion you want to watch. Like, he's fucking killing it. This is his shortest match, and it's 21, or oh, 21 minutes 58. So it's 22 minutes. You know, uh, this, like, his Sabre Jr. match, almost half an hour. His match with Tanahashi's, like, 27 minutes. This fucking Naito's not just. Wrestling awesome G1 matches. He's putting in the time too, man. I fucking... i got a lot of respect for that. He's fucking killing it. This is a solid enough match. It's 
<laughs> having said that, this might actually be my least favourite of the of the Naito matches I've seen thus far, but it's still a really solid enough match. But I never thought Goto would win. And thinking thinking about that, uh, Mr. Andy, B block. I, I think uh, this would be a question that's answered in the in the next night. But at the time of writing this, uh, Naito beats Goto, of course. So Naito moves on to six points, and uh, Goto is still on two points. But I was thinking to myself, all right, Mr. Andy, who in B block do you think could beat Naito? And and you want to see that title match because he'd already beaten Tanahashi. Well, that would have been a really cool title uh, title match. Uh, he'd already beaten Zack Sabre Jr. And that kind of would have been a really cool title match as well. Uh, I didn't want Goto to win. No offense, Goto, but I look if, if, if you beat him in the G1, I've got, you know, you're just going to lose later. So I was just like, yeah, I don't want it to be Goto. Uh, I don't want it to be, you know, maybe not evil again because we've seen a couple of those but yeah uh th- it was at this point on uh, on this night i was just like all right who do we want to see beat naito but and we want to see the title match uh because yeah it was definitely wasn't goto it's solid it's good stuff but i always thought naito was winning and he does he's uh he shows goto no respect He's, he like, you know, normally Naito plays these mind games where he's like avoiding contact and playing with them. Not, not with this. He's like, I don't need to do any of that. He just starts, he just starts locking up with Goto, takes him to the outside right away and starts working over Goto's hurt little arm. Poor guy. And, uh, Naito dominates like the whole first part of this match. Goto finally gets some shit in, um, you know, later on with a superplex uh, Naito gets uh, a little overconfident uh, going for Destino early, um, but uh, so Goto counters that with two reverse GTRs. But Naito kicks out of that because your your moves are junk, Goto, and uh, Naito wins. Um, it's it's not yeah, it's like his worst G one match, but it's still awesome. If that was in the middle of the card at Wrestle Kingdom, you'd be like, okay, that was pretty good, you know. So yep. um, I mean, I just. I'm surprised because usually Goto Naito matches are like fucking raucous. They are out of control usually, and especially when they happen in the G1. But um, but I, you know, Goto was hurt. He's acting like he's hurt, and he's selling well. However, he's wrestling like he's hurt, so he can't. You know, I don't know. It seemed like a short match to me, and it wasn't. But I don't know. I love Naito. I'm glad he won. Fuck Goto. Can I just say I'm glad it's Goto in the injured role and not Tanahashi yeah, again? Yeah, thank God, right? Because usually in the G1, it'll be oh, Tanahashi's got to fight every match from under or something like that, and it's that's not like that's not the case in this G1. Sorry, my creaky chair. Uh, it's this time it's uh, Goto who's the uh, the vulnerable guy in the block who will probably get more losses than usual, but it's explained away because. Yeah, his uh, shoulders fucked. Whatever. But uh, the right man, obviously the right guy, went over in this. So, yeah, very happy with it. Uh, oh, man, we're up to night four already. Holy yeah. shit. All right, man, here we go. J Block is his night four of A Block, but night eight of the G1. Oh, no, it's not the last show. No, it's just. Just... Oh, we're halfway. Oh, Yay, we get more to talk about. So it's J-Block Night 4. 
at Corican Hall, and we start with Yoda Suji versus Yuya Uramura. And my note here is what I wouldn't give for a fourth young lion. <laughs> Just to mix up a little bit, I guess. It's another good young lion match, but uh, easy to kind of guess the winner. They're all trading wins. And funnily enough, I did not write down the winner. So where's my internet? Here it is. And it's Yoda Suji who picks it up. Wait, no, wait. Is, is this the right show? Yep. It sure is. And Yoda Suji picks up the win with a Boston Crab. Sorry, guys. Usually I've got the winner. That, oh, Andy, because no one's really writing down points and stuff, I haven't not collated the, uh, B, C, the unofficial C-Blood points. I don't think That's that really okay. matters. That's okay. But, uh, yeah, another good way to start the show. It's very tempting to make some, like, proclamation, like, these are the best young lions ever. And it wouldn't be true, but it wouldn't be not true either. Um, these yeah. guys are very good. Then we had an awesome giant swing from Suji. And, uh, you know, yeah, it was Yuya that topped the Boston Crab. And Suji it gets back on track with this match. You know, that's kind of what this was all about for him. Yep. So the next match is, uh, well, before I get into it, uh, just a little, little tiny little story here. Uh, so... That night, um, you ever ever get to the point where you're reading a book and you're so close to finishing it, but you've got like a show on or something like that, and you're just like, oh, come on, I've only got like this many pages left. Um, and Charity's, I'm just like, Charity, it's a young lion's match, you're fine, you, you'll be right. Just she's sitting in the room, she's like, okay, I'll just uh, I'll just keep finished plugging away at my book. And uh, Suzuki's music hits, and she's like, oh, okay, well, and then uh. Sorry, not Suzuki's music, it hits. Then the second match uh, starts up, right? And she hears Pimp, Pimp Juice's music, Yujiro Takahashi. She, she looks up and hears that and then just goes back to reading her book. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so there you go. First match of the night, we've got uh, Minaro Suzuki versus Yujiro Takahashi. And I didn't hate this. Uh, what I do like about Yujiro in this match is he's wrestling Suzuki. There's no fucking around here. So Yujiro goes straight for the cane and uses it as a weapon on him. Fuck the referee, all that kind of stuff. You're in a Suzuki match. If you're going to, he expects you to hit him with something, not just your fists or your legs. He expects you to hit, hit, you know, it's Suzuki. He's going to pull out a chair anyway. You might as well get in there first and, uh, and smack him, which is what he tries to do. Except, you know, I never thought he'd win at all. <laughs> like, but he looked like he was trying, as at least, and I didn't, still didn't believe he'd win. Suzuki just kicks his fucking ass. Gotch-style pile driver. Yujiro's on zero. Manaro Suzuki's on six. And uh, Yujiro gets shown less respect by Suzuki than Taichi showed him because he, Suzuki just puts his boot on his face and stands up tall and proud, <laughs> oh, tall and uh, disdainful, I guess, that uh, this motherfucker even dared stepped in the ring with him. Uh, yeah, soft, solid stuff. Didn't hate it. I, um, I liked it, you know. I, I yeah. Suzuki seemed to look at Yujiro as a serious threat, though, once Yujiro was hitting him with that cane at the beginning. And something funny that happened in this match, so, you know, there's a spot that happens in almost every New Japan match, and that is 
Irish whip a dude into the rails, uh, you know, the, the, the barricades. And the barricades are, like, they, they have loose um, uh, spindles in them, so they make this fucking awesome noise when, you, when people run into them. And so um, Suzuki runs them into the commentary table, but uh, Desperado was on commentary, so he, like, fixed the rails and everything after he did it, which was pretty funny. I, that's, that's my, my one thing I have to say about this. Yeah, there's not much more to say. It's another Minoru Suzuki ass-kicking. If you like seeing him beat the shit out of people, well, um, these two knights of A-Block were the knights for you, I guess. All right, so next match is Koto Bushi versus Jeff Cobb. And it's fun and, and solid, but I never believed or wanted Jeff Cobb to win. Now, there's... One really cool thing that Jeff Cobb does is like the F5000, you know? Yeah. Like, he spins Kodobushi up like he's a fucking helicopter propeller and he just lands. That was really fucking cool. But, you know, Ibushi pretty much uh, uh, gets the win here. Tour of the Islands is counted into a V-trigger. Kamagoye and Ibushi on six points. Jeff Cobb on two points. This is Jeff Cobb's, like, feats of strength on full display. He hits, like, every power move that he can do, which is a lot of them. Uh, the yeah. rolling gut wrench uh, suplexes were pretty cool, and it ended with a Hurricane counter into the Burning Hammer F5 thing, which is the, the F5000 is a Burning Hammer, but it's an F5. So it's it's an upside-down F5, if you can imagine that. And, uh, man, that was – that, like – Ibushi bumped his fucking ass off for Jeff Cobb and made him look good, but not in a way where you thought Ibushi wasn't going to win. You know, I don't know. It's like you knew he was going to win, even though he was bumping around like a maniac. So it was pretty cool. Yep. And uh, hopefully after the G1, because I know Jeff Cobb signed with New Japan, hopefully after the G1, they'll find something or find a way to make him interesting because he's... I like his moves, man. I like, I like watching him wrestle, but I think I just need something a little more, you know, um, make him six man, never champ or something. <laughs> no, oh, fuck off. He, it's going to be, no. <laughs> he's going to be in a heavyweight, uh, in a heavyweight tag team for sure for world tag league. That's what's going to happen. And, and, uh, it'll be with somebody boring and it'll suck. And I hope they don't stick him with juice. That's not fair. Come oh, on. dude. The first thought I had was juice. And I'm just like, no, no, man. If you're flying Juice over for New Japan shows, get David Finley back. I like Finn Juice as a tag team. Yes, that's a good tag team. And plus, I just I know that the World Tag League, like all the singles wrestlers, get in a tag team. I just don't want to see Juice get stuck in a tag team again. If he is the one that is established, he should be in. But not. I'd rather he's established himself now as a great singles wrestler. He's winning G1 yeah. matches. Let's let him go. You know. 100% agreed there. All right, so next match we've got Kazuchika Okada versus Taichi. Not Taiji, but Taichi. <laughs> and uh, I like the start of this match, or at least the... Well, I like the match, but I like uh, Taichi's walking out and he sees Katamaro on commentary and starts serenading him. <laughs> I got really jealous. <laughs> totally. Yes. So... It, this match is so good. Like, it makes me think Taichi has a chance... Especially since, if you look at Tai Chi's record this year, he has beaten Kota Ibushi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and uh, Minaro Suzuki. So 
He walks into this match against Okada as a threat. Do I think he's going to win? Probably not. But unlike other matches where you might see these two wrestle against each other, you could kind of believe that uh, Taichi might actually pull this one out. Uh, they've booked him pretty well this year. However, Okada wins with the lame-ass money clip. And I, <laughs> I liked the match, didn't like the finish. Uh, and so Taichi's at six points, and Kazuchika Okada is at four points. Okada's got his back taped in this match because of, you know, what happened to him in the last match with uh, with um, Switchblade fucking his back up, right? Mm-hmm. So that provides a target for Taichi, you know. Um, and I noticed, again, here, this is another one of those matches that that skips the shine. You know, it's just immediately Taichi takes over at the very beginning, just beats the shit out of him. I find that interesting, you know, um, mm-hmm. and now, and I learned something too. Okay. So I've already established, you know, we talked about this before how, you know, Tanahashi's bailout move is the dragon screw leg whip. We talked about Taichi's bailout move being the Enziguri. Okada's bailout move is the drop kick. That's what it is. It's the drop kick. That's when he starts to take back over again. You know, like it's like the beginning of his comeback is always the the drop kick. So I, I made that realization during this match, and uh, you know, Taichi's like plan of attack is just going after the back immediately. He almost beats Ukata with his own move too. It did. He hit the yeah. rainmaker, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and um, you know, unfortunately, uh, Okada wins, but. Taichi does not tap out. He passes mm-hmm. out. So that's the, you know, that whole thing where Taichi's still strong because he didn't he didn't tap out to Okada. Which is really cool. Um, I would say re- Western wrestling doesn't do that much with heels. Uh, they'll have a heel tap, whereas in New Japan sometimes they'll they'll have just have the heel just pass out. Uh, I think that's really cool. Because you've got to have strong heels. You, you just have to. Otherwise, you're never going to believe that they can win. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Um, uh, as she's meowing at me because uh, she knows I'm going to have to talk about something that upsets me. And she's like meowing. Be strong. Be strong. Yeah, I'm pissed Get through this. Yeah, I know. Very rarely in New Japan is there a finish that fucking pisses me off very rare because in gato i trust he's got a plan he's got a thing all right this match pissed me off it's that dude versus switchblade jay white and i like the contrast between uh, these two men by the way well i don't really uh, <laughs> the contrast is actually weird to me because uh you see that dude is this big face who acts really facey but in real life he's a jerk ass and then you see this guy, uh, Jay White, who's a jerk-ass as a character, and, you know, I think he's a, a good guy. Uh, my sister's met him uh, after a New Japan show. He, uh, it's funny because I've mentioned this on the show before, but, uh, like, after the New Japan show, some some of the wrestlers were milling about, and, oh, we hung back to, to say a little couple, and that's where... Um, I got a photo with Ishii, and uh, my wife and I were in a photo with uh, Minari Suzuki. Now, at the time, Sonata and Evil uh, were heavyweight tag champs, and my sister's wearing a LIJ shirt. She pretty much just ignored them and walked straight over to Jay White, who was then US champion, and he was just, just totally really nice and, and sweet to her. So 
Yeah. Uh, I really, I, it's just funny. You know, you see these, these dudes are pretty much the opposites of the characters they play. Uh, now, what I do like is, I know I'm talking about this match a little bit, but there's one thing I like that Jay White does in this match because everyone in New Japan is like, you're going to chop me? All right, come and come and chop me then. I'm going to take it. Whereas Switchblade's like, fuck that, I'm here to win. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Look, this match is good. I can't deny it and say it's bad. I just, like, I'd be lying. Like, I can't do it. But... The, the ending pisses me off because uh, Switchblade loses. Uh, I thought the wrong person went over. Uh, apparently, New Japan has a lot of stock in uh, that dude. Uh, for me, his stock has plummeted, whereas the stock of Mr. Switchblade just continues to rise. And that's all I'll say. I have one note from this match. It says, fuck this match. That's all I got. It pissed me off, too, to the point where... The next match, we'll talk about how it affected my viewing of the next match, you know, which was actually fucking fantastic. But, you know, I just... One thing, one point you did make is that Jay White's there to win. He's not there to look tough. He doesn't care about machismo. He just wants to win. And so, you know, he doesn't care about any of that shit. And I was talking to one of our listeners this week. Shout out to Based Cole. I saw him at a show I went to this week. Um, it was fantastic, and, and uh, we were talking um, about uh, Jay White, and I described Jay White as a strong-style Memphis heel, and I thought I was pretty proud of that. I thought that was pretty close to, you know, what he is, and so, you know, I'm going to use that in the future, and if you out there in listening land want to steal that from me, it's all yours. Oh, just uh, now that you brought him up, Mr. Cole, uh just a shout out to him as well because uh he's he's loving some uh yoshihashi like i am right about now so cheers to you mate uh he didn't, he didn't have know. to watch him for five six fucking years you know sucking so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh that is what it is i was really pissed off after this match uh it's probably a good thing they didn't make it the main event because uh, I really would have been fucking mad. I was mad, and then the main event happened. It's Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, by the way, at the end of that match, that dude has six, and uh, Switchblade also has six points. So we got Tomohiro Ishii versus Takagi Shingo, and I'm just like, fuck, I need to be cheered up. And then their music hits, and I'm just like, yeah, these guys will cheer me up, but still, like, no offense to both men, for maybe it took Ishii and Shingo a few minutes for me to go, <sighs> all right, fucking get, get, just get over it for a bit because you know these two are going to have a banger. It's going to be never as fuck. Just put, put that bullshit finish from the previous match uh, in the back of your brain if you can, and I was able to, thank fucking God, because this is awesome. There's uh, some, you know, attacking the throat, mostly by Ishii, fucking going straight for the throat as always. It's a, Shingo does it a lot, but uh, uh, maybe not every match, but when he does it, I fucking I love seeing it, this wheelbarrow suplex that he does. This is, <clears throat> this is a long match for these two. Uh, 
now I'm not saying these these two can't have long matches, but they don't usually have long matches against each other. These are two very never guys, never open make matches, usually at 20 minutes or less. This is 26 minutes of these two bulls just going for it. And there was a point here where I thought, holy shit, this might go for full 30 minutes. But 26 minutes in Brain Buster and Ishii's on the board with two points and Shingo Takagi's on zero. I'm kind of gutted. I would have been gutted no matter what the finish was because I don't want these people, these two men to have so few points (laughs) when there's a guy named that dude who has six. Fuck that dude. But... Oh, I fucking love this match. It's never as fuck. It's pretty much everything I like about New Japan never style matches. And uh, it, it put me in a happy place. Uh, thank you, Miss Mr. Ishii and Mr. Takagi for cheering me up after such bullshit. Well, I had a similar experience where I was so fucking mad from the previous match that you know, I was uh, having problems getting into this one. and But I got I got a lot of notes from this. You know, um, Shingo does this really cool thing where he tries to go for Made in Japan, which is a pump handle, like, uh, driver thing. and um, But yeah. Ish- Ishii won't give up his arm for the pump handle. So Shingo just hits, like, a gut buster instead, you know, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, Shingo also eventually hits like the long stalling version of the of the uh, main Japan, and uh, no one catches a kick like Shingo. Like he's the best at catching a kick ever. It's amazing. He just the timing on it's so perfect. Um, let's see here. It's just like a great strong style match. It has ebbs and flows throughout, but mostly it's kind of the same feel for the whole match. Headbutts, no. The headbutts, oh my god, so they're doing the shoot headbutts <laughs> things. Come on, man. Come on. Um, These had, two have got, like, how many more matches do they have after this? I had so many. <laughs> we had Lucha Ishii, Ishii too. Lucha, uh, we, uh, Ishii hit a Lucha DDT, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought it was really fun. It built and built and built. And after the match, Shingo is, like, on the outside, and Ishii's on the inside, and they won't stop fighting. Shingo and Ishii, like, Ishii's still trying to punch him, and, like, like they just won't stop. I love that. That's yeah. one of my favorite things in pro wrestling is the guys who refuse to stop fighting. Um, there was a re- – the one of the funniest times they did that, it was back when TNA was good for five seconds. They had the, the final deletion or whatever it was, and it was the one that was on – like, they, they had the whole show at the Hardy compound. And I believe it yeah. was Davey Richards, I think, and um, and Bobby Lashley. They they started their match, and they just fought to the outside. Like, they fought outside of the building, and then we never saw them again. And then every once in a while, you'd see them in the woods fighting in the back of a scene. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that joke is so great, and I, I love the guys who refuse to stop fighting. It's so funny. Yeah, it was it was really good stuff. Uh, maybe maybe New Japan is a little self-aware because uh, on paper um, you might want to put that dude versus Switchblade on at the main event, but uh, you know they didn't. And good, uh, I was very happy with uh, a lot of the people that I uh, followed on Twitter because there was a lot of fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, 
I guess that's the most vocal I've been about it since it started because he beat one of my fucking favourites. Fuck this guy. All right. Banger block. Uh, this is the, the next night. We are in uh, Nagoka. I love this venue. This venue's cool. Yeah, this venue's really cool too. I agree. So this is the Young Lion match I want to spend a bit of time with because uh, it's something different. Uh, well, not in the grand scheme of Young Lions matches, but it's something different in this uh, series of G- of uh, G1 Young Lions matches. It is Yotosuji versus Gabriel Kidd. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've been giving the Young Lions 15-minute time limits for these matches, not, te- not 10. Uh, I think you can uh, correct me on that if I'm wrong, Mr. Andy, but uh, that's how I think it's been going. Yep, 15-minute time yeah, limit. I just right. checked it there. Um, and there you go. These two men have a draw. It is awesome that they, that I, I just like, I take this a little lightly as I do have been like the last couple young lions matches. And I'm just like kind of getting in the groove of putting a new Japan show on and settling in and the young lions are starting and, and I'm like, Oh yeah, long line match. All right, cool. And then I start paying more attention to him going, wait a minute, this match is still going. Holy shit. This match. <laughs> This is really fucking good. Might be my favorite young line match uh, in the G1 thus far. Yeah, it it's a draw. They kick each other's asses. They still want to fight when the match is ending ended. Uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I thought it was great. Yeah, time limit draw is a finish we don't see very often, and when it happens, it's it's special. So it was pretty great. Um, you know, this was the thing where Gabriel Kidd had remembered those headlocks from earlier matches, and so he was just punishing Suji with these brutal headlocks and um, did everything he could to just, like, damage his head. Um, pretty cool stuff. Um, but Kidd kind of controlled most of the match. He actually started pumping the crowd up, too, to go for his double-arm suplex, but he got power bomb by or a power slam by Suji. And we had a big comeback from Suji where he puts on the Boston Crab. Kid gets this cool, awesome reversal pin out of the Boston Crab. And then that's when the bell rang. Because that was a really cool, like, near finish there. And then the bell rang. And they just keep fighting each other. And they won't stop. I loved it. Yeah. Really, really good, impressive stuff by both young Lions. And we've got a, a fun match to start us off with. We've got... Uh, Juice Robinson versus Tori Yano. Uh, Yano gets uh, sanitizer. Is it the sanitizer in the squirt bottle? It can't just be water oh, the way absolutely. they're selling it. I think they're selling it as sanitizer, right? Of course. But it's in a squirt. It's in a squirt bottle. But uh, um, I guess they have them in other countries. We got more of the push down kind of bottles for sanitizer down here. Oh, who gives a fuck? Anyway, they Yano gets sanitizer in Juice's eyes. They go to the outside. And Juice just grabs the bottle, opens it up, and pours it all over Yano, who's <laughs> selling it really good. Uh, uh, Yano gives Juice a T-shirt, For you. a Yano shirt. For you! For you! Yeah, put it on! Put it on! <laughs> and as Juice is putting it on, he's like, you fucking stay over there. I know what you're like. Just stay there. Now, Yano's been doing a thing in these matches where he'll just go up, go to the outside and walk down the ramp. He's like, come on! Come on, come on, come on. Evil didn't Evil didn't fall for that. Come nope. on. Tanahashi didn't fall for that. Come on, come on. Sonata didn't fall for that. Come on, come on. 
Juso, he falls for that, and uh, he goes down. Fine, I'll, I'll fucking come to you then. Jesus, I just want to beat you up. But uh, <laughs> Yano, Yano tapes Juice's legs together, hightails it to the ring, and Juice has to kind of jump into the ring with his legs t- taped together. He does a pretty cool power slam move to Yano with his legs taped and uh, then gets free. There's a little bit more shenanigans here, but then then the seemingly impossible happens, Mr. Oh, Andy. No. Juice Robinson rolls up the king of pro oh. wrestling, Toru Yano. Juice, six points. Yano, six points. I don't like that finish, man. That made me very upset. But uh, we heard from Yano actually at the top of the show where he basically cut this promo after one of his matches where he was like, I'm a hero. I'm the greatest. I destroy all evil, I think is what he said. So that was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I, I fight against injustice. There you go. There you go. I, um, juice had actually guaranteed this win too. He like, you know, said he guarantees a win. And you know, when someone like juice guarantees a win, he has to win. Otherwise he's a liar. So, you know, um, that was kind of made me feel like he was going to win this, but I think it's so funny when Yano tries to give you a gift. I, I mean, how many times does that work? That that never works out for either person. Like it never gets him a win, first of all, and it never works out for the other person. I mean, we talked about the Kenny Omega uh, thing where he gave him the, you know, for you, and it was the DVD, DVD filled with powder. You know? So I just love Yano's use of the English language is masterful because he only knows a few words, and that's all he needs to know, and he gets his point across very easily. You know, it, it's amazing. Which. You know what we haven't seen in a while is we haven't seen the Yano spot where he pisses off his opponent and then he leans into the ropes and goes, break, 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 like that. And the whole crowd starts chanting break with him because it's a rope break. That pisses off his opponents, and we haven't seen that yet. So um, it's been a while. Come on, Yano, bring it back. Yeah. Just to your point of uh, Juice kind of telegraphing this, I would say that Zack Sabre Jr. telegraphed his loss to Naito uh, in the same way that he telegraphed the loss to the champion in last year's G1 by saying, I'm just going to beat Naito and then take the rest of G1. Right. I've already got my title shot. Good call. Because I already got my title shot. That's all I care about. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, Naito's going to kick your ass, isn't he? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speaking of Zack Sabre Jr., holy shit. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Goto. Uh, oh, yeah. Here's my first note. Three minutes, 49 seconds. Yeah. This is a very, very short match. I I said, I, I've been saying this uh, a couple of times now. I've said it. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. is going to go straight after that shoulder. He kind of does. Uh, but this is really, really short. And, and after under five minutes, Zach Sabre, this is shorter than uh, any of the Yano matches from this year, I do believe. Okay. If you give me... A couple of seconds to this, check that out. Yeah, this is the shortest uh, match so far. It's the shortest match in the G1. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's usually usually the shortest match of a G1 is a Yano match. Certainly. Uh, yeah. this, these, these two go... You said there was something about this match when you saw that ZSJ and Goto were doing their transitional, like, uh, kind of middle-to-end match stuff right away. Yes. And uh, and ZSJ has this kind of trapping pin that he'll sometimes pull out. He uh, he 
rolls Goto up with it. And there, that's it. It's over. Zack Sabre Jr., four points. Hiroki Goto, two points. That's awesome. Yeah, they, they started doing signature spots, like, right out of the gate. Like, like fucking... I knew you'd be happy. Go, oh, well, Goto hit the Yushikiroshi. Excuse me, the Yushikiroshi. He hit that, like, like a minute into the match. And I'm like, wait a second, what's he doing? You know, that's, like, one of his big comeback moves. And, you know, no, it's because he... they You know, they got to get their shit in so the crowd is happy. But you still got to get this, uh, this loss. And, man... Thank you. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is becoming one of my favorite wrestlers. He he killed Kodo <laughs> here, and, uh, and I fucking hate Kodo. So, I mean, I was happy this match was over, and it also clued me into the fact that, yes, we had a long um, Young Lions match, but Juice versus Yano wasn't very long either, so that means that these next three matches are going to be super long, and I'm like, fuck yeah, because I want to see these. Yeah. And but when you say I want to see these, you realize one of these matches is a Yoshihashi match, don't you? Yeah, you know, but Tanahashi's in there. He, I mean, if you, yeah. you know, if you want him with anybody that's gonna pull, you know, fucking like he's yanking teeth out of his head, gonna pull a good match out of him, it's gonna be fucking Tanahashi. He's the ace of the universe. He can do these kinds of things. Well, well this goes to my first note, uh, and I thought this is Ta- Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Yoshihashi, and Look, I'm not an idiot. You know, <laughs> I, I I can look at some matches and go, there's a slim chance that Yoshihashi might win this. But I never thought Yoshihashi would win this uh, this match. It's fucking it's the ace, man. Like, however, unlike other matches where I've said that, I was still really interested to watch this fucking match because Yoshihashi hasn't had a bad match in the G1 this year. Uh, there was some awesome back and forth. Yoshi puts the butterfly lock on, and you tweeted out, and oh, Luke's probably not fucking happy right about now. <laughs> it was endless. And I wasn't and, and, until uh, he did this in one of the previous G1 matches. He put the extra stank on the butterfly lock where he reaches over for the, the outstretched arm and bends it back. And I'm like, that should always be the fucking butterfly lock where you put him in that lock and then grab that extra arm and just give that, that extra twist so I like that. When he puts that extra stank on that move, that extra extra little bit more. Stank's probably a bad word. But fuck it. That's how I'm saying it. Fuck you. <laughs> I like that. Um, and he even hits karma on Tanahashi. But, uh, of course, the, the ace kicks out. He fights back. And high fly flow. We've got uh, Tanahashi on four and Yoshihashi on two. But, son of a bitch. This is how good the ace is. He made me believe for a for a slim <laughs> moment. He made me believe, and this is where I kind of have a Hiroshi Tanahashi Okada chat with you on the Facebook chats, and I said, um, "Tana's making motherfuckers look like a million bucks in the in the B block. Uh, Okada, not so much. That's and right. it's because." Tana's doing the usual Tana stuff that you always like. He's he's the strong underdog, but uh, maybe not in this match. But uh, whereas, so you, you're seeing him still pulling out all his top shit, right? Well, we haven't seen a Rainmaker in how long or any of that stuff that really builds the anticipation and all that kind of stuff like, oh, we might lose. Oh, no, there's a Rainmaker. Oh, it's over. Um yeah, so I think Akata's been a uh, fucking pains me to say it because he's one of the best fucking guys I've ever seen wrestle, and uh, I think he's off. 
whereas I think Tanner is on big time uh, and making uh, opponents that he doesn't need to make a look um, like a million bucks look like a million bucks. So he made Juice look awesome, and he made Yoshihashi look awesome. Uh, pretty big feat, especially in this match because it's Yoshihashi. Uh, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Did uh, some you said there? I want to talk about this match, but real quick about Okada. Okada now has a win, and uh, you were talking earlier about how Jay White had lost some matches last year. So are we doing the same story with Okada that they did with Jay White last year? Oh, I'm telling you, you know, Okada's not finished. Um, you know, he's not one of these guys you want to count out. So look out, he may win six in a row here. Who knows? But oh, uh, look, he, he's not finished. I know that, but. I just don't think he's pulling out the bangers. You're right. Like you're he, right. Like he should be. I think that's part of the story, though. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah. maybe, I don't yeah. know. But uh, but yeah, Tanahashi versus Yoshi Hashi. Yoshi Hashi is like kind of the heel in this match because he just attacks. He's like, well, the only shot I got is if I just fuck up Tanahashi right out of the gate, start screwing on his legs, and he's hitting dragon screws on Tanahashi. Unreal. And, um, yeah, it's kind of just a standard good New Japan match. I was expecting Tana to kind of heal out, which is fun. It's fun to see heal Tanahashi when he does that in matches because he does it sometimes. And, um, you know, the long butterfly lo locks, then another. And then um, Tanahashi's finally like, well, I've had enough of this. And then he starts hitting dragon screw leg whips. And he actually um, – oh, oh, Yoshihashi also hit – this like very rare move in this match, the Emerald Flosion. Holy shit! It's like this um, reverse air raid move. It's kind of hard to explain, mm. but it's like a backwards air raid. But yeah, he did the Emerald Flosion. I was like, oh shit! That's not a move you ever see. It's like a '90s All Japan move. But um, you know, see there you go. You got a guy here. You know he's there to lose, and he's pulling out moves, and he's having 18 minute matches. <coughs> Excuse me with the ace. <laughs> You, you couldn't couldn't say that with a straight face without choking, huh? So, <laughs> so, and by the way, it was two high fly flows from Tanahashi to get the win. And uh, if you don't know what the high fly flow is, it's basically a it's a it's a five star frog splash, but it's done in many variations. Sometimes to a standing opponent, sometimes to opponent's back, sometimes to the floor. Um, you know, it's, but you know, usually when he's going to win a match, he'll hit somebody in their back and then he'll roll them over and hit the front. But here it was just two on the front, uh, knocked fucking Yoshihashi into next week. And this time he didn't get back up. That is true. And yes, I just coughed right. and I just finished. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> well, um, I mean, the next match is Kenta versus Evil. And, you know, this is one that we've been looking forward to because Kenta is, you know, the old leader of Bullet Club and Evil is the new leader of Bullet Club. So this is one that we kind of had circled from the very beginning to find out what was going to happen when Bullet Club showed up and uh, Evil sitting in Kenta's chair. You know what I mean? That's kind of what we're, what we're, this one's all about. Yeah. So we've got. Evil versus Kenta. Evil's coming out with Dick Togo, as always. Oh, I've also run out of water. Fuck. Do you All need, right. Do we need to stop for a second? Why don't we do that? Nah. 
Okay. I'm going to power through this. Okay. I'm a, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a New Japan podcast. I've got to toughen up and show how awesome Just I am. Just chop yourself. All right. That's right. Ow. <laughs> All right. So mind games galore here. Uh, Kenta wants to do a two-sweet. And then Evil puts his hands up for the two-sweet. And two-sweets Togo instead. <laughs> Evil takes the pad, uh, a turnbuckle pad off. And, and my wife's like, oh, shit. He's doing some Yano stuff now. Now, uh, Evil punishes Kenta's arm for a while. Chair spot. Ref bump. Kenta hits Togo and Evil with his uh, United States title contract. Uh, they beat each other up some. And low blow, everything is evil. So we've got Evil and Kenta both on four points. Now, there was a bit of a mystery surrounding this match. Like, how would this work? Would we get a wrestling match? Or would we get a fucking Taichi Takamichinoku style kind of tournament match where they don't touch each other and shit? Um... There was so I guess the match I wanted it to be something great instead it was just good. Okay. I, I liked it a lot because yeah. you know Kenta came became like you know babyface in this match basically but but that was like wasn't until he tried to proposition Dick Togo. He like whenever whispered in Dick Togo's ear and, um, you know, was trying to get him to join him. And we weren't sure for a second, you know. And then, of course, that didn't happen because Dick Togo sides with evil. And evil Wasn't he yelling out at some point? Wasn't he yelling out to Dick Togo to grab him a chair or something? Well, he told him, yeah, he's, he was motioning and telling him to help him cheat and stuff like that. But he, he didn't do it, of course, you know, because he works for evil, not uh, Kenta. So, you know, but... Yeah. Um, you know, Evil was targeting Kenta's arm for most of the match. We got chair arm, you know, because we, I don't know if we've talked about chair neck before, which is where, you know, uh, Evil puts a chair around dude's neck and then like fucking either hits it with a chair or slams him into the ring post. And this was chair arm, you know, so mm. it was the arm in the chair, which I like that. Um, and then we had the arm into the uncovered turnbuckle. Uh, Kenta used the briefcase on both Evil and Dick Togo, and Dick Togo distracts and gets launched into the ring by Kenta. Like, he gets up on the apron to try to distract, and his sunglasses fall off, and he's like, I can't see! I can't see! (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was really funny. (laughs) His hat fell off, too. So he, like, flips in the ring his hat and his sunglasses fall off, and he looks like it's like he's naked, you know. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I was I was entertained. It it, it, it didn't like blow me away or anything, but I, I, it was an entertaining match. I guess maybe I wanted a little bit more story stuff because at the end I'm like, are they gonna too sweet each other or something? Are they friends? Like, how's this? I still I'm none the wiser with how evil fits into Book Club, and I guess they're gonna save that mystery for. Yes. Uh, later okay yeah, cool this is g1 time man we'll, we'll deal with that yeah. later on so stories yeah we can we could we can start a story with this match and then we'll just continue it later i guess yeah so yeah cool and here we are man this is i think the longest g1 match thus far let me just do i think so yeah uh this one is like oh no the saber match was longer. But this was about 
Oh, no, about 27-ish minutes of awesome. And uh, I'm a little slow to the uptake because at one point during the Tetsuya Naito versus Sonata match, I messaged you, I'm like, is this Sonata's hometown? Because they're going nuts for him and not the <laughs> champ. And you're like, of course it is, dude. Come on. <clears throat> so, yeah, this one was great. And Naito seemed to dominate for quite a bit of it. And his, yeah, of course, he's more Healy here because, yes, we're in Sonata's hometown. Yeah, Destito gets it too. Then there's a, a mood assault uh, to on on both sides of Naito. So a mood assault on his back, a mood assault on his front, or I think it was the back one first in the front. Doesn't matter. And then Sonata rolls up the double champ, Naito six, Sonata on the scoreboard with two points. And yeah, this was awesome. Uh, I remember ask asking you. Uh, when we were talking about Naito Goto, who's someone you want to see beat Naito? And then you're also interested in the title match later on. And yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. I can, yep. I, I think that. I think Sonata's not going to win, but that's not the point. It's uh, Lij on Lij. They had a fucking almost thirty minute banger here, and if they can do this again. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's no doubt. Now, you said, I have a lot to say about this match. Before we move, or before I get into that, I, I kind of had to get ready for work as soon as this was over, but you said they did do the salute after the match. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, yes, they did. all right. Yeah. So, so they're friends again. Because, I mean, we had heel Naito straight up, you know. But the, one of the coolest things, the New Japan crowd has figured out how to do chants without speaking because they were doing, suh. Nada, suh, nada, like that, without saying anything in the crowd. Because if it was Naito, it would have been Naito, Naito, right? So um, they're yeah. rhythmically clapping in a way that you knew they were saying in their heart, Sonata, which is fucking amazing. Uh, Milano Collection AT, was his heart was full of blood. He was all fired up, you know? And um, I love that. It's heel Nato versus, uh, or Nato ver- Naito versus uh, face Sonata. And Naito steps on um, Sonata's face and does the salute, which is great. Match is really slow-paced. You know, it's like a really just slow, methodical pace. Um, there was this crazy neckbreaker thing. It was like a neckbreaker onto his knee that Sonata did from the second rope that was really scary and cool. Look nasty. I, yeah. I want to see more shit like that. Like, that's the one thing is that, you know, they're in the middle of the G1 Yes, there's going to be at least one match a night with dangerous, crazy spots in it. But we haven't seen, other than Ibushi, we, you know, and Naito, we haven't seen that much, like, kind of, like, complete insanity and stuff. So, I'm ready for that, but I'm not bitching. Um, Naito does a spot in this, sorry, that's kind of reminiscent to something he'd do with Ibushi, where um, he gets sent over the, kind of, you know, the, the metal ring pole or something like that he gets launched right into that over the top and hits it with his shoulder and i'm like yeah that's something out of a fucking (laughs) naito ibushi match all right pretty cool nice let's do it naito does those wrist control elbows a bunch that pisses the crowd off um but uh, you know they won't stop getting behind sonata um and, uh, you know, he revert. Oh, okay. So this is one of my favorite things in the match. So, uh, Naito is going for Destino 
and Sonata reverses it into a TKO, which is one of his like signature moves. Fucking awesome. Um, I mean, it, it was just a spectacular match. Mm. And I mean, I, it's just really good. It's slow paced, but it really starts to get going towards the end. I could have, you know, I could have handled it, you know, being a little more fast paced. But at the same time, this is what New Japan main events are like, is they're, they're kind of this real slow, methodical pace where it just kind of gets amped up more and more and more. I'm happy yeah. Sonata won, or, or right Sonata won, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy Sonata won uh, because if anybody's gonna win, I hope it's him and Evil. Those are the two guys that I would like to see get, uh, you know, title shots, and um, and that's a match that when it happens, Sonata isn't gonna win, but that's okay because he, you know, he did beat Naito, and so like losing to him then in a in a situation where the title's on the line doesn't hurt you. It makes it actually ups your stock, especially if the match is done right, which I'm sure they'll do. What happens if two people pin Naito? So does one of them get a? So does the first person to pin him, Sonata, get a heavyweight title shot? And does the second person to pin Naito get an IC shot, or do they both get a shot at both? <laughs> Who, who knows, man? We're in, we're in uncharted territory here, but I know, like, when Okada, like, in 2016, he lost to Ishii, and he also lost to Marafuji, and, like, I think maybe Fale, maybe, and so all three of those guys got uh, title shots, and it was kind of up to, you know, uh, Okada to decide when he would get those, so, because, you know, his cocky, mm. cocky ass, but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, I, Luke... You know, this week was, you know, pretty strong as far as, like, we had lots of wrestling to deal with. I'm really happy with it. I want to find out what was your favorite night, but do you see what we have ahead? Because next week is the most grueling week in uh, the G1, as far as I can tell. Because uh, oh, it, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then back on Saturday, Sunday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday. So, like, next week it's every day um, pretty much, which is this is what I want. This is my favorite shit right here. Every day I wake up and there's wrestling on. And so I'm I'm fucking – I'm in the groove. You're in the groove. New Japan's in the groove. I'm fucking fired up, man. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I'm – Flat up and also overwhelmed at the same time, hence my <laughs> leg. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and we won't talk about every night. I'll run through the card for cards for every night next week, but um, maybe go through the next nights for both. Um, oh, well, fuck that. Let's go. My favorite night. Um, oh, that's, that's tough. But uh, I'm going to go for... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go for uh, the 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 B block show in uh, Corican, uh, ZSJ Kenta, uh, you know, Yano Evil. Um, oh, shit, I don't know, man. But that A block the previous night was pretty fucking good too. Yeah. It's it's really hard um, because the Naito Gosho match was this was solid, but it wasn't the best main event. I like the Sonata match a lot more. Uh, I thought it was all. I think uh, A Block had a bit more consistency with these two nights than they had uh, the other nights, so that was pretty cool to see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can tell you what my favourite night 
was, but I can go straight to telling you what my favorite match out of these four shows were. Okay. Was the, and that's uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kenta uh, for me. Uh, I, I just thought it was fucking incredible, incredible stuff. And that's that's me being a fucking like Ibushi Ishi fan and me being a Shingo Ishi fan too. So, yeah, I thought those two two lads uh, pulled out my favorite match of the this bunch. It's tough for me to choose. I, I mean, I don't have a favorite match because you got Shingo versus Ishii. You got Ishii versus Ibushi. You got Jay White kicking Okada's ass, which I fucking love. Yeah. I was like running around my living room with my <clears throat> finger in the air like, yeah. Um, you know, Juice versus Tanahashi was awesome. Um, I mean, yeah. there's and, and all the Yano stuff too. So, I mean, it, it's been great. But I think my my favorite night so far Maybe in the whole G1 was that that first J block uh, mat, uh, night that we talked about with, you know, Taichi versus Yujiro and ending with Jay White versus Okada. That, I mean, even though Shingo was facing that guy, I mean, that match is fucking fantastic. I hate to say it, but it is. And I thought overall that was the best night, just my opinion. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, no right or wrong answers there. Uh, I can't I can't really argue with you. It was a good night of wrestling. And so if we're going to what's what's next? A block, isn't it? <clears throat> which yes. is Monday, October fifth. So I guess we get a couple days off, which is nice. Uh, some interesting matches here. Uh, I think the yeah the one I'm looking forward to the most uh, on this week's A block, or the, the Monday show, is Okada versus Suzuki. Uh, Ishi versus Taichi will be really good as well. Uh, and. Uh, uh, and then I'm hoping Kota Ibushi uh, wins <laughs> in that match. He's going to kill So, yeah, <clears throat> I'm hoping so. And then uh, B Block uh, the next night on Tuesday, October 6th. Uh, I – oh, Sonata ZSJ is always a good time. They have great chemistry they together. awesome together. Yeah, good call. Yeah, that's going to be a fucking great one. Uh, I'll be interested in Juice Evil. Uh Oh, man, they didn't give him the main event? What the fuck? All right, the main event is Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta. Granted, that's a good main event. But, what, you put Mr. Two Belts on the semi-main event? What, you can't let Yoshihashi main event one night? I know, he's Yoshi's no. losing that match. No, you know what? Here's, here's, here's a really dumb theory, Mr. Andy. Right. And please, please tell me I'm a fucking idiot straight away because I know I am. All right, Yoshihashi versus Naito is not the main event. Is that because Yoshihashi's winning? No, it's because Yoshihashi is Yoshihashi. It's Yoshihashi. Yeah. 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 As soon as I was thinking this theory, I'm like, no, it's because it's Yoshihashi. It's Yoshihashi. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I thought I'd I thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm I'm an insane person, everyone listening. Hey, Yoshi's man. beating Naito? Are you crazy? I yeah. I mean, it could uh, happen. It could not happen. even I want that. <laughs> no, it could happen. But, I mean, it would make all this booking make a lot of sense. But, man, that's that's jumping all the hurdles. You're kind of skipping to the front of the line when you do that, you know, because I, I don't know. That that doesn't seem very logical to me. But, uh, but yeah. man, Luke, I thought this episode was going to be a lot longer than it was. I mean, we're, we're under two hours here. I thought we uh, thought we could be cranking on two and a half hours. But we cruised through this. 
I, you know, if you guys, all killer, no filler. <laughs> if you guys have suggestions on how we can do better or things you want to know more about, you know, just hit us up. Cause uh, you know, we're flying blind out here and we're just trying to do our best. And I think that the show's getting better and better every week. I'm really proud of it. And it's been something that, you know, I'm really liking. We're coming up on 20 episodes, which is pretty cool. So, you know, I don't know. Let us know how we're doing, you know, tell us what you think. And you can do that at Never Open Pod on Twitter or NeverOpenPod at gmail.com. Or you can just tweet us individually. I'm uh, Grumpy2EB and Mr. Andy is at Drusifer Tweets. So there you go. I thought that was a good uh, a good way to pimp us at the end of the show as well as the start too. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I thought it'd be a little longer too, but uh, you have to remember it would have been around that time if I had have covered the uh lion's crown show you know clark clark connor's won his first round match that weirds me out he's a young lion i don't know if i like that uh do i want him to win matches of course i like clark connor's but but he he beat jordan clearwater so i beat jordan he beat jordan clearwater who is someone i beat so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um I, I figure New Japan's my happy place, and uh, I want to stay in my happy place. So, yeah. so why start the show on something I'm not passionate about? And let's just get straight to, to into this the good stuff. Whew! And there was a lot of good stuff, and there's a lot of fucking good stuff coming up too. Yeah, uh, it's not as hard or as grueling for me as it is for some people, because uh, I'm in Australia. We're an hour at the moment. We're an hour ahead of Japan. Yeah, we fucking know, um, Luke. All right? Soon we we'll know. be two hours ahead of Japan, so that's still not too bad. Like we're talking about shows that will start for me at seven thirty. Might start at eight thirty. Are you gloating? Are you just deal. telling us to gloat? Is this what this is? No, no, I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm just saying this because uh, anyone who uh wants to meet us on the on the tweeties to twitter up a storm i'm so happy and thankful for all oh, that a blast yeah and, it's a lot of fun and yeah i know i know there's sometimes where you're really tired and stuff like that but i always appreciate you joining me for the live tweetings on the shows as well so yeah i know i can get crazy especially for those of you in america because you're putting in some ungodly motherfucking hours and uh, it's just me, not gloating, but me just saying, you know, uh, chest bump, eyeball, hand in the air, respect, like, <laughs> thank you. So it, it's tough, man. I'm a night person, so it's even more fine for me because uh, I'm more, it's, it's, I'm a night owl, uh, not a morning person. So I'm kind of glad I don't have to to do what you guys do. I probably would, though, because... In Gator, I, I trust. Poopsie Daisy. <laughs>